Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's a little bit early. Okay. But, you know, you get the general gist. Um, welcome, podcasters. <laughs> it is um, December. It is. You know, you'd be forgiven for thinking that it would be Christmas Eve by now because everyone's decorations have been up for about three months. I've seen some belting decorations so far. Oh, like yeah. driving home from work, there's some proper lit houses. Oh, yeah. Wow. You'll have to, uh, you'll have to point out where the, the good ones are. Okay. I've seen a few. I've seen a few good ones. Uh-huh. But people are really making the effort. Yeah, I don't really know are. how because, like, I mean, I wouldn't take my eye off my smart meter. I was going to say some of these houses. This oh, is because word. the uh, lecky bill's gone down ever so slightly since possibly uh, this time last year. Maybe people are going all out. I've never thought about it, but maybe people are like putting them all on on Sundays when you've got like <laughs> a discount. Is it British <laughs> Gas that are doing that discount? Maybe everyone's well just done. using batteries. Possibly. So well done if you're uh, fully into the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a busy time of year. It really is. Yeah, we're being surprisingly organised this year. As we well. are. Yes, yes. But because what happened last year? Yeah. Let's let's just um, let's just get that out of the way. Yes. So the film that we are doing this month, which mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain you can probably all guess from what we were saying last month, is yes. the film that we should have done twelve months ago. We should. It physically made me ill. <laughs> <laughs> it made me. It made me. It gave me flu. Um, oh I mean, you might say that these are just, you know, it's just coincidence. coincidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, not causality. But um, I was fine, and then I watched Love Actually. Yeah. Um, three times, I think, and and then I got flu. Oh, three times. I was think it three like, times. I think it was three times. One after the other. No. Oh right. Okay. Because no, I think that would I'm make not, anyone not sick. Insane. No. But it gave me flu, uh-huh. and it just couldn't like do anything. So. Um, yeah, so some learning points there. Um, get your flu jab. Mm-hmm. Um, don't watch Love Actually. It's, it's hazardous to your health. It is. And microwaves too. It blew up my microwave, yes. This um, time. This time, yeah. As I was preparing to watch the film, um, my microwave went puff flash, puff flash bang. Thankfully, I've never had any of these problems watching Love Actually. Clearly. I mean, I, I don't, you know. I think the film's cursed. It's worse than The <laughs> Ring. <laughs> So anyway, we're doing Love Actually. We are. And it's quite good that we've had to wait a whole 12 months to do it because it it's actually the 20th anniversary of Love it Actually is. this year. I know, it's almost like we planned it. 21st of November it. 2003 oh, okay. it okay. came out. So, yeah. It's like we planned it. Did you it watch is. it at the cinema when it came out? I think I probably did, you Did know. you? Yeah, I don't remember no. watching it at the cinema, but I think that I did. Right. Yeah. Um, I definitely didn't. Um, I do remember watching, because I think Elf came out the same year, mm-hmm. so that, that's got a 20th birthday um, this year. So I definitely watched Elf, I did not watch Love Actually, mm-hmm. so my first watching of it was on DVD, mm-hmm. um, you know, didn't love it. But anyway, let's <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll move on, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll come back to our reviews yes. of, uh, of said film. Let's get into what it's about. Mm-hmm. So I've written down that it's eight stories about... Love, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, see what I did there. Set in the six weeks before Christmas, featuring characters whose lives intersect. Yes, that's a very good synopsis. Okay. Yeah, I would I would say, yeah. yeah. It is about love, actually. actually. Um, it, yeah. It could be a, a bit more broader in terms of the love that it looks at. And True. relationships that it looks at. But, True. you know, it's yes. very, of its time, British... Straight up rom com, 
some of so I would say some of the storylines are about love actually. Some of them are about lust actually. Some of them are about stalking actually. But some of them are about cheating actually. They are. Yeah. So not so much love, but um, you know, it works as a title, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's got seven point six on IMDb. Yeah. I I feel that's <laughs> too many. <laughs> I don't mind the 7.6 because okay. as cheesy as it is right. and as problematic as people can view it, yeah. I just think it's very easy to watch. It is. It's I'll give you that. feel good for the most part at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 can, I can just, you know, get on board with the 7.6. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't okay. overly concern me, well, but I can fine. see why it does. Oh, at least it's not... <laughs> at least if it was in the 8s, I'd be taken to the streets. Well, yeah, they are wondering a little bit about, yeah. like, where's all the one-star reviews gone. Exactly. Um, it's speaking, two hours, nine minutes yeah. long, which is too long for a Yeah, it is a bit long. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're telling uh, stories about eight different couples, then it's, you know... Well, apparently there were nine in. different couples. Yeah. Which we'll come back to. So, you know, they, so it could have been longer. Yeah. It could have actually yeah. been longer. It did not win very much. It really didn't. No. So Bill Nye won Best Supporting Actor BAFTA. Uh-huh. Fair play. You're never gonna you're yeah. never gonna deny Bill Nye anything. Are no, you? you're not. No, definitely not. Um Emma Thompson was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress BAFTA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, she was up against some tough competition, I think, okay. if I remember rightly. There was um, you know, like Rennie Zellweger in Hollow okay. Mountain. And... Oh, okay. Oh gosh, I should have written them down. I can't remember, but I, we'll I, when, I re- when I read there was a few, there was a few people. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah fair enough. Footnote: Emma Thompson did indeed lose out on the supporting actress BAFTA to Rennie Zellweger, but she was also up against Love Actually co-star Laura Linney for her role in Clint Eastwood's Mystic River. She filmed both simultaneously and flew regularly from Boston to London and back again over the course of a few weeks, putting up with the inconvenience just to work with Richard Curtis and his stellar cast. Now that's love, actually. Emma Thompson, She was up though. against some tough She's performances. Class. She is class. Really, I mean, particularly in this. She's the... Mm-hmm. Well... I'm going to jump ahead oh, she's yeah, the best was, thing in this. But yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, for me, she's like MVP. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, so Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson's storyline mm-hmm. won Best Grown-Up Love Story at the AARP. I don't know what that was, should have written that down. Um, oh. At the AARP <laughs> Movies for Grown-Ups Awards, <laughs> which I'm now going to go and research <laughs> Movies for Grown-Ups because that Arp. really does sound like a, a, good, <laughs> a good award. It does. But, yeah. I quite like that mm-hmm. because it is grown up. Mm-hmm. It's possibly one of the most grown up things in the film because it's about yeah, absolutely. You know, someone whose husband cheats on them, and you've got two kids, and it's Christmas, and what do you do? Yeah, you know, what do you actually do? Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. in real life, <laughs> not in a not in a not in a film. Yeah, not in a Netflix series. Mm-hmm. What do you actually do? Yeah, if that happens to you, and I think that really is. I, I, I want to say I like that storyline. I don't because it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. But it is grown up the way it's dealt with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it feels very real. Definitely. So yeah, fair play to for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, won a few Empire Awards, but they don't count. <laughs> I was just going to say yeah. I read that it really <laughs> basically cleared the yeah. clean the boards of Empire Awards. I was thinking Empire really? 
Well, Empire probably got a load of interviews. I was going to say, it's yeah. definitely like fingers in pies with that. Definitely. Yeah. I'm sure it will have had a few covers and that's, yeah, that's how they won that. It didn't <laughs> win the Screen Actors... Amazingly, did not win the Screen Actors Guild Ensemble Award. Oh, what did? Sideways. And I love Ooh, Sideways. Okay, yeah, fair I do enough. love it. But, I mean, this is a huge ensemble, isn't it? It is a huge, huge. ensemble, but it's um, quality over quantity, isn't it, I guess? Possibly, yeah. I'll not disagree with you. I, do, I love sideways. I do love that film. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. You've introduced me to that and I'm forever oh, grateful. I've introduced fab. other people to it. Yeah, since, yeah. So. Quite right. So I'm, I'm glad that that got a bit of recognition. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, when you think of an ensemble, you think of a film like this, don't you? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, good for them. Good for sideways. So is it rewatchable? And why or why not? I'm going to say it is very rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've watched it a horrendous amount of times, and wow. that's without having to do the podcast. Oh wow! Well, I did own it on like I think it might have still been video VHS. <laughs> I think I bought it from HMV on VHS. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, I have watched it a lot, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that if there's nothing else on TV, okay, and it's Christmas time, and you're bored, and you don't know what else to watch. Uh-huh. You'll just pick it up and watch it from wherever it is. Yes. If it's on ITV3. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, for me, it is, it is pretty damn rewatchable. Yeah. And I do love the cast. Like... Oh, yeah. You know, there's some fantastic people in it. Yeah. Um, I like the sort of warm, fuzzy storylines. Okay. There's a couple, I think. There's, there's a, a couple. couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Yeah, fair play. Um, and the cheesiness. You know, it's always a bit of feel-good, so... Yeah. Yeah. I'll say rewatchable. I think it's rewatchable for a similar reason, but I'm coming at it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I've actually written is it's fairly rewatchable despite being terrible. Because <laughs> if you don't like a story, there'll be another one along in a few minutes. True. So also that when we get to you know uh, fast forward or check your social media, mm-hmm. you know I don't think there are any parts where you do that mm-hmm. because all the sections are quite short. Yeah, and they jump from storyline to storyline. And, yeah, you think, oh, this bit's a bit boring, but it, there's there's not a lot of it. Yeah. And then it moves on to something else. But equally, you can easily check your social media if you want to or go and make a brew because... You could. Nothing's that it's overly not complicated. No, no so, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, Magnolia, it ain't. Yeah, true. Yeah, so I do think, yeah, it is rewatchable. Uh-huh. I, I don't, as I say, I don't love it, really. Yeah. But it was no hardship mm-hmm. watching it. And yeah, two hours nine minutes is too long, but it doesn't. F- I've, I've watched shorter films that have felt longer. Yeah, absolutely. To be true. fair, and I think that is just because of all the the changing storylines and yeah, it breaks so much going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. And I, th- I really felt three watches in. I felt like it was quite cathartic. Actually, <laughs> I started to actually enjoy it. I think it was some kind of like a Stockholm syndrome right. kind of thing. You know, I thought, oh, do you know what? It's not bad. This. No, and that then... was just the delirium of having flu. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> Um, how British is it? Um, I mean, it's pretty super British. It really is, yeah. I don't know what that sentence was. It's pretty super British. Pretty super British. Um, it's the directorial debut of Richard Curtis. Yay! Who, you know, directs some of the most British yep. films that we've we've got. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, mo- most of the cast, I would say, are Brits. Yep. Yeah, Laura Linney isn't. Mm-mm. Who else? All the American girls. Oh, all the American girls. Don't get me started on that. Um, Lucia Moni, Lucia Monis. Yeah. Who plays Aurelia. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodrigo Santori plays Carl. 
other than that, I think we're mostly British, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Set in Britain for the most part. It is. In London. Filmed in the UK and France. Not filmed in, in Milwaukee. No. Definitely not. That bar. Who does thunk is it? It's not in Milwaukee. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Hugh Grant's speech as, as Prime Minister mm-hmm. kind of sums up the Britishness of the film. It does. When he's talking about we are a small but great country. Um, and, you know... We are a small about, country. <laughs> well, it kind of summed up... Um, no, at the time. At the it was time. very suitable. Yes, yeah, it, it was. was very suitable yeah. for its time. It was. Yep, it absolutely. Was. Um, Churchill, Shakespeare, the Beatles, Sean Connery, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, you know. Yeah, it gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling. It does. Well, it did. Yes. Now it just seems a bit... It's a bit oh, embarrassing. Really. It is embarrassing, <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're not, we're not that great anymore, really. Yeah. Yeah, we should be kind of a little bit embarrassed. But it was like a, a nice idealistic film of, it, of its time. Yes, definitely. Sadly, so, it's not lasted. <laughs> no, no. Now, um, before we get to cast and MVP... Mm-hmm. No, let's do cast and MVP first. We've already... We, I mean, Emma Thompson's the MVP. There's I think so. no question yes. about that. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the... There's supposed to be eight storylines. Okay. But, I mean, I counted nine. So I'm not sure which... Um, which one doesn't count as a as a couple? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. So we've got Colin Firth and um, Lucia uh, Monitz, mm-hmm. um, Jamie and Aurelia. We've got um, Hugh Grant and Marty McCutcheon, David and Natalie, Andrew Lincoln and Kira Knightley, and Juetel Ejiofor, mm-hmm. who are not a couple. But that's a, yeah. A, well, they are, but it's a love triangle. That's yes, a love triangle. just a bit. Um, Martin Freeman and Joanna Page, John and Just Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Linney and Rodrigo Santoro, Sarah and Carl, um, Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, and Heike Makach. Mm-hmm. Uh, another love triangle. Bill Nye and Gregor Fisher, kind of, and Chris Marshall and various attractive American girls. And I don't know if he doesn't count because that's not really a. They're not a couple. No, I suppose not. I don't know. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's that. So um, those are our pairings. Out of all those people. Mm-hmm. Now, we normally do Degrees of Richard Curtis. We do. But we can't do Degrees of Richard Curtis because they are all very easy to connect to Richard Curtis as he is the writer-director of this film. Yeah, that's So what I thought fun. we'd do, what will be fun, mm-hmm. is go back mm-hmm. to the original Degrees of okay. and see if we can link any of these people to Kevin Bacon. Okay. Easier than you'd think. Yeah. Well, I just, I just linked... I don't know if this was cheating, really, now. Okay. I just linked Richard Curtis to Kevin Bacon. Bye. Um, okay, so... Richard Curtis wrote Four Weddings right. and a Funeral, which okay. starred Andy McDowell, right. who appeared in a 2005 film called Beauty Shop, which was told the story of a woman played by Queen Latifah, uh, where she plays a hairdresser competing with her former boss, played by Kevin Bacon. Oh, okay. So it's really short. It's, That's it's, fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. Incidentally, should there be a separate genre for films about hairdressing competitions? Because there seems to be a lot of them. There is. Yeah. I know. I was thinking I kind of want to check this out, but then I saw it had 5.6 stars and oh, I thought, oh, maybe no, not. That's below the threshold. Unless, Even of though course, it's got a pretty decent cast. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, no, anything below mm. six, only with Jason Statham on next episode, <laughs> as previously discussed. Um so I got I got a few. Mm-hmm. I got a few actually. Um so Laura Linney played Annabeth in Mystic River, which also starred Kevin Bacon. Fair enough. enough. 
Um, also, this one all kind of runs into one. But Richard Curtis also wrote and directed Notting Hill, mm-hmm. starring Julia Roberts, who played Dr. Rachel Manners in Flatliners, yeah. which also Ooh. starred Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, also, similar kind of pathway, Elisha Cuthbert, who is one of Colin's dream girls, yeah. um, she played Kim... The accident-prone <laughs> daughter of Jack Bauer in Twenty Four, oh, famously yeah. got stalked by a puma. Was it in one? <laughs> I didn't make it that Bit far. Far-fetched. I didn't Very make far-fetched. it that far with Twenty Four. Um, so Jack was played by Kiefer Sutherland. It was also in Flatliners. Hey. So obviously with Kevin Bacon. Well done. So yeah, this Kevin Bacon thing—it really is true. Yeah, it's quite easy. You can link really? everybody to Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. So well done, us. Yay. What's your favourite scenes? Or, or what's your favourite storyline? Which is your favourite? Which is your favourite couple? Slash oh, okay, threesome. I, I'm gonna say that it's. Oh, this is gonna be terrible. I'm gonna get all the hate for this now. No, go on, do, um, it, do it. I'm gonna say it's Kira Knightley and Andrew Lincoln because, and and I think it's just swayed by the fact that it's actually one of my favourite scenes. Okay. I like the cards. I love the card oh. scene. I do. I love it. I've literally I know got my head in my right. hands. Listeners. I know it's I've got not my head right. In my hands. <laughs> I know it's not right. But no, really I find... Not. Well, I have no problem with the cards. What I do have a problem with is his stalkerish behaviour with the video. I find that stalkery. Yeah. So Andrew Lincoln was saying basically he had a problem with the card exactly. scene yeah. because he thought it was like bordering stalker yeah. sort of behaviour. However... I think it's freakier. <laughs> she goes round to his apartment and finds the wedding video oh, and realises that he's just done nothing but video her. That's a bit creepier. Yeah. I think um, I've just written down... That's sweet. I've just written down, Kira Knightley, get out of the apartment. <laughs> it's like, that's just weird. At some point, oh, no. yeah, like, I'm creepy. just going to go now, if that's okay. Yeah. No, I mean, no, that's crazy behaviour. It is a little... It is a little. But like you say, Andrew Lincoln has gone on record as saying that in hindsight he finds it yeah. very creepy. Yeah. Um, no, no, I really don't like that at all. Yeah. You know, what What I don't <laughs> like about it the most, I mm-hmm. think, about from his weird stalker behaviour, is the fact that Peter, you know, Burley gets a mention, mm-hmm. um, Kieran Knightley's uh, newly wedded husband. Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with him? Do you know what I mean? I know, yeah. Like, he's a bit grumpy in our scene, but he's really, he's a real two-dimensional character. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was some reason, perhaps, why, you know, Kieran has made the wrong decision, yeah. or, you know, then I think I'd find that easier to deal with. Yeah, we could have like, had another ten minutes on the friend. phone to flash out. <laughs> yeah, he's your best friend. Mm-hmm. And you're telling his new wife... That you are in love with her. In a hugely romantic gesture. Exactly. It's like, no, never mind enough now as you are walking away from the house. <laughs> you should have thought about that on the way to the house. Like, you've potentially ruined their relationship. Because she comes, what do you make of her, her coming after him? Because it's not a, I mean, it's a chaste kiss. Hmm. But it is on the lips, am I it right? It is, yeah, yeah. What do you make of that? I feel like... Yeah, their, relationship, their, their marriage is probably not going to yeah. last. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. She, maybe she'll just go, no, no, because you've just, you know, you've missed your opportunity. Yeah. And, and he's, been a bit, he's been a bit nasty to her as well. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. I just don't like that. I, I don't yeah. like that whole plot line. <laughs> I really don't at all. Like you say, it Fair is enough. stalkery. 
Um, but it's the fact that he, like you said, I know you like the cards, mm-hmm. but for me, I know it's a film, but in real life, that would be a really low thing to do that. You would, would not do that in real life. That's terrible. No, you wouldn't. To your best mate, no. Definitely not. Who's your favourite couple? Our favourite couple storyline. I think probably the Colin Firth, um, the Jamie and Aurelia. Mm. It's sweet. It is. Um, I mean, it's so totally far-fetched. Just a bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've got lots written down under, is it Mm far-fetched? But, you know, one of them is, he's learnt enough (laughs) Portuguese in two weeks, is it? I'm so glad you're pointing this bit out. Yeah, and she's learnt enough English as well that they can have, like, pretty much a conversation within a matter of a couple of weeks. Exactly. And plus, I mean, I know it's a film... I know it's a film, but when people don't speak each other's languages, mm-hmm. they don't have conversations just saying things in a language that the other person doesn't understand, and then that other person replies in their language. Exactly, yeah. and just coincidentally. Mm-hmm. you know, I know it's a fantasy. I think this is what you have to realise mm-hmm. about this film. But I have a pro- this is why I have a problem with it, I think. Some um, plot lines, like the Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, mm-hmm. they hit mm-hmm. hard. You know, and you think, well, that's quite realistic. Yeah. And then other ones, like the Colin Firth, you just think, well, this is pure fantasy. Because mm-hmm. there's absolutely no way that would happen. Yeah. You know, like you say, you can't learn enough Portuguese to propose to someone mm-hmm. in that length of time. You just can't. Also, <laughs> does he carry his passport everywhere he goes? Oh, good point. Because he drives, he drives there and back, doesn't he? But at the end, uh-huh. when he suddenly decides he has to go and propose to her. Yeah. He just goes straight to the airport, does it? Yeah, he's going to his family's for Christmas. Exactly. So surely he's not got his passport with him. Uh-huh. Maybe he goes home. Maybe we just don't see him going home and getting his passport. But it's like, you know, who does that? Who has the passport on them at all times so they can just jet off? Do you know what I always think when uh, he jumps in that cab and he says, Gatwick Airport? Yeah. I always think that poor taxi driver must be like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Trust me to get the crazy person that wants to go to Gatwick on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, big fur... Oh, I know, so, but yeah, I know. You, that's it. You're taking out for the night down. then. Yeah, well, it's probably better than driving around London. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be fairly soul-destroying. Mm. But, yeah, so you're right, he does go straight to the airport. He so he must have his passport with him at all times, just in case. Maybe he's just been thinking about it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, yeah, a little bit. But but I just, I like, I like the, you know, it's, it's cute. Yeah, it, I'd say that's, like, probably, like, one of the more wholesome... Yes. Nice relationships, yeah. isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is cute. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like that. Um, in terms of favourite scenes, I know it's cheesy, but I like Hugh Grant dancing. Yeah, I love that. It's silly. Yeah. It's silly. And Hugh Grant apparently did not like that because he said, like, you know, no, a prime minister wouldn't do that. And it's like, well, if we're going to get into that wouldn't happen, Terry. I was then, just going to say. Know, go wipe out half the film, can't you? Yeah, but also, I just think, yeah, wishful thinking that a Prime Minister wouldn't do that, but all I can think of is Maybot. Very so. good point. Very, very good point. Yeah. 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 We wish the Prime Minister wouldn't do anything yes. like that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah, And I like, I, I just like the underwater nativity. Just because it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who came up with that? I think probably, I mean, maybe Richard Curtis knows some teachers who are sick of nativities. And just because you, you do go to nativities and it's like, well, this time we're doing a postmodern nativity on the moon. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I might maybe. have mentioned this before, but I was a Mexican in a nativity once. 
<laughs> at primary school. That's brilliant. We did nativity around the world. Oh, okay. And I was a okay. Mexican. Did you sing Salute Navidad? Dad? <laughs> I don't think we did. Oh, well, that's an really opportunity sad, missed. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But there you go. It's not It's not implausible. No. No. <laughs> it is true. But I've never been an octopus. I'm quite true. jealous. No, no. Or a lobster. Yeah. Or a lobster. I do like um, favourite scenes, like David trying to find Natalie's house as well. Yes. Where he's like, take me to the dodgy end of yeah. wherever it is she said she lived. And then just knocking on people's doors. And just you can just tell, like, his nerves are just getting, like, more and more frayed, like, the more doors he's yeah. on. It's hilarious. Um, and, yeah, the fact that he's, he's oh, this is a new service that we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> just going, wishing everyone happy Christmas. We're just knocking and going, does Natalie live here? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is cute. It is. It is. Favourite lines and can you use them in real life? And worst lines. I have a worst lines category this <laughs> this month. <laughs> and it's bigger than the favourite lines. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I don't know if we could use them in real life, but they do make me chuckle. I like Bill Nye with, Hiya kids, here's an important message You're from your Uncle Bill. Oh, yeah. Don't buy drugs, become a pop star and they'll give you them for free. <laughs> Literally every favourite line is yeah. Bill Nye, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I do like his manager, Joe, as well. When he yeah. says 10 minutes Elton John's, you're as gay as a maple. <laughs> um, I like, um, I'll have to PG this, mm-hmm. but um, when he's doing the song at the beginning and he says to his manager, this is rubbish, isn't it? <gasps> yes, solid gold rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that just makes me laugh every time because it's like, are you talking about the song or are you talking about the film? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way, it works. It works. Yeah. Um, and I think my favourite line, which actually makes me... Because it, it is funny. There are some bits that are funny that mm-hmm. genuinely make you laugh. There's a lot of it that's smiley, yeah. smiley humour. Mm-hmm. But what makes me laugh every time is <laughs> when, uh, when uh, Ant, Ant and Deck um, are asking him questions. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what they ask him, but he says, yes, I have Ant or Deck. <laughs> Because I've always had a problem telling that from deck, to be honest. So, yeah, um, yeah that really makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. But again, can't really use them in real life. Worst lines. <laughs> I mean, a lot of, to be fair, I could have put most of these under um, has it dated or is it a more movie? Because, you know, mm-hmm. they're problematic lines. Okay. Um, I just can't even. Come on, big boy. I'm naked and I want you at least twice before Jamie gets home. <laughs> Does anyone speak like that? Does anyone talk like Only that? Only in That's British romantic comedies, Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like confessions of a window cleaner, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's just awful, awful. Mm-hmm. Um, like a total spaz, someone says at one yeah. point. Oh, dear. Like, just no. No, just no, we, no. Don't, we don't say that anymore. Um, and then the other two worst lines I've put, uh, are both along similar lines when is it uh is it server that's speaking to um daniel liam neeson's pathetic uh widower um yeah people hate sissies no one's going to want to shag you if you cry all the time oh yeah i know <sighs> really that was no that's emma emma thompson saying that is it? it i think is it is it i forget how they all intersect yeah it is she says it on the phone to him or something like that i think yeah because I like yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, whoever says it, it's a terrible, yeah. terrible line. Yeah, it is. Um, and then when uh, Marcus Briggs, the DJ, um, is given an open goal to ask Bill Nye anything, mm-hmm. best shag you ever had. Yeah, it's very much of its time. This, in fact, it's yeah, not it even is. of its time, is it? It's like it's from about you know twenty years before. I was going to say it's very carry on. It's 
Well, actually, for me, like those sorts of lines make me think of things like four weddings and a funeral, where yeah. it's a good ten years earlier or something. Yes. You know, yeah. It, it's Richard Curtis's old-fashioned humour, exactly. Guess. And yeah. to be fair to him, he has said that oh, there's so 100%. many things that he would change about yeah. it now. I mean, we should say that this is not a hot take. Uh-oh. Love, love, yeah. actually, love actually is dated and I don't like it. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, this is not a hot take. Uh-huh. But I have to say, hand on heart, I've never liked this film. Mm-hmm. Hand on heart. But the first time I saw it, I thought, I don't know what the fuss is about. And I find some of these things, frankly, you know, yeah. disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying I was ahead of the curve. But, mm-hmm. you know, this is not, a, we haven't, this isn't a revisionist podcast we haven't Mm-mm. suddenly decided in the last two years that this, this is problematic have we you know? no definitely not it, you know it has always been a bit troublesome and for all its sort of troublesome behavior its intentions are or were i guess so good i guess, I guess. so yeah yeah can you watch it with your mum um yeah there's one scene <laughs> well there's a couple of scenes where i'd be like <laughs> my mum would be getting out the uncle joe's mint balls oh, and definitely. Them around people to definitely but, um, yeah, I think she's probably watched it. Sorry, I feel like I have a cold coming on. Oh, I'm trying to I'm no. trying to blow my nose in, uh, in places when we are not speaking. It's not actually. It's not actually. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll just go. I'm sure it'll just be one of those, like, pre-colds. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, there you go. Can you watch it with your mum? It's one of those films, I think, like you say, that you imagine in the abstract you can watch with your mum. Mm-hmm. But then when you're actually watching it with your mum, you might think... Oh, I'm not sure this was a good idea. Mm, mm-hmm. Like you said, the scenes with Martin Freeman and Joanna Peck. Do is that a thing? I mean, I'm sure I it is. Know. I'm sure having a lighting double is a thing. Yeah. But in scenes like that, really, is that really a thing? I know. I don't know. Because it seems a very intimate thing to be doing. It does with people that you don't yeah. know, and you're not really getting paid vast amounts of money. I'm guessing. You know, you're not mm-hmm. getting paid as much as the actual actors. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe it is a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the movie industry, whereas Richard Curtis does. Yeah. So, presumably maybe it is it a, is thing. a thing. But, yeah, some of those scenes are a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, just a bit. To be watching with your mum. Yes. And also, I would say, there's lots of swearing. Mm-hmm. More swearing than you think. Yeah, there is. Um, and particularly in the first few minutes. Is this a director trademark? Because <laughs> Four Weddings and a Funeral has got a lot of swearing in the first few minutes. Mm-hmm. When Hugh Grant's getting out of bed and the alarm hasn't gone off, and yeah, there's a lot of that, yeah. So, um, and also, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just old fashioned about this, but swearing in front of kids and swearing in front of the prime minister that's not big or clever. Do you know, I really, I really do hate that with Natalie's character. That's one of my proper bugbears about this film. Like, why does she need to? She doesn't need to say all that. Like, we get it, she slips up in the first instance where she. You know, yeah, yeah. accidentally chucks in a swear word yeah. and stuff because she's losing it. But then she does it again almost straight away, which it, it is kind of funny, but it doesn't need to happen. No. And then when when he goes and actually finds where she lives towards the end of the film. Yeah, and oh, she's walking downstairs goodness. and effing and jeffing. And yeah. you think, you've got your whole family there and kids and, you yeah. know... Do people really... And, like, she seems like a nice person Yeah, as well. exactly. You know, she is... So she wouldn't be cursing like that about... I don't think so. What is she cursing about? Was it a coat or something? It's about something, effing something that she wouldn't effing find, yeah. you know? It's like, really? It's like, we get it. She swore exactly. in front of the Prime Minister. Yeah, who yeah she she's, she's a little bit common. Yes, we yeah. get it, you yeah. know. 
But, um, you know, a lot of posh people swear a lot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you know, from the rough end of Wandsworth or whatever yeah, it is. Wandsworth, you know. that's it. Um, no, it's neither big nor clever. And I know people that swear a lot. Mm-hmm. But you put them in a, at a dinner party or you put them in an and interview situation. In. Of course they do. Yeah. You know, because because people can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, you know, I, I don't... Like I say, it's not big and it's not clever, is it, really? No. And I don't think it's realistic. No. Um, so, yeah, I don't think my mum would like that. I don't know if she has watched it. I'll have to check. Yeah, fair enough. But, um, yeah, as I say, I think it's one of those films that you imagine mm-hmm. is a bit... What certificate is it? 15. Is it 15? Yeah, yeah I 15. guess so. I guess so. Would it be a 12 now? I reckon it would be a 12. Possibly. Yeah. 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 Defo. There are some... Oh, no, I can't remember where it is. Some places on Earth, they have completely taken out the um, Martin Freeman, Joanna Page storyline. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Which would definitely make it a 12, wouldn't it? If you didn't have any of the... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Footnote. Some TV channels do indeed edit out the whole erotic film lighting doubles plot to make the film more family-friendly, including America's ABC channel. I read an article online recently written in November this year by a film fan who seemed to have been watching Love Actually for 20 years on cable with no idea Martin Freeman was in it. One more reason why physical media is king. Is there any running? There's some running through the airport. Yeah, there is running through the airport. And, um... Oh, what was just in my mind then? I was I was thinking Keira Knightley running after Andrew Lincoln. Oh, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that would motivate me to run. I think the running through the airport bit was the thing that pushed me over the edge the first time that I watched it. Because I thought, <laughs> they'd have just shot that kid. Is like, it if it was America. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If it was America, <laughs> it would have been tasered by it now. Would, Definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, to stun, you know. <laughs> Planks, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you can't just run through airports these days. Also, I'm sorry, but there's no way that kid finding his way through the airport to the right gate. No! In, like, what is it, Gatwick or Heathrow or yeah. something? One of like, the biggest airports yeah. in flipping Europe or something. Uh, no way. No. Like, I can't even find, find my way around Manchester without having exactly. to stop and look at boards every two seconds. Yes. So. A- apparently, there was mm-hmm. a plan to... He's supposed to be a gymnast. And the original plan was that he was supposed to run through and vault over things and somersault and whatnot. And then they decided for a not bit to of extra added cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm glad so they that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that kind of annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. You can't shoot kids, but you know, somebody would be you know very very stern mm-hmm. when he brought him back to his dad. They mm-hmm. would be like, "You really can't. You need to keep a check on him." I think like you would just be in trouble as the adult as well. Yeah, to be I fair. think you would. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, yes, that does annoy me. Do you, just thinking about that scene where he manages to get through the security uh, and then thinking about a scene earlier on in the film with yeah. Alan Rickman trying to purchase the yes. necklace, yeah, yeah. do you buy into the Rowan Atkinson's character is an angel trying to I, no, I don't do I this do. sort of stuff? I don't. No, me neither. No. I think it's interesting. Yeah. But I know I don't. I don't. Yeah, I Why don't is he either. an angel if he's taking so long to wrap a present? Is he oh, no. just? Why would that be? Is he trying to make sure that he gets caught? Well, that's what I was thinking. Is he trying to make sure he gets caught, or is he actually trying to just take so much care, like over wrapping this yeah. thing? So yeah, I, I, that bit doesn't sit right. No, for the angel theory. No, 
No, I, no, I don't think so. I think I don't mm. know. I don't know what, where that's come from, really. And yeah. it just helps a kid slip through security at an airport, mm-hmm. which you've got no idea what, what that boy's intentions are. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's not necessarily an angelic thing to say. I'll tell you what I will, uh, what I will contribute to, though, and I, I haven't read this theory anywhere else, but he might not be an angel, but I think Mia might be the devil. Oh, OK. <laughs> why, why is she wearing horns to a Christmas party? Yeah, Actual I was, I, yeah, yeah, I do remember wondering that the first time I watched yeah. it. Or one of the first times I watched it, I was thinking, what? She's certainly a temptress. Like, we can she? already see that she's like... Exactly. A bit on the naughty side of things, I guess. Yeah. So, But it's like rich, we don't need the large, hands. isn't it? You know, do you know what? This is temptation coming for yeah. Alan Rickman right here. I think this film does a lot of that, like just really overspelling, yes. overstating things for, for the audience. Yeah. Um, it's not very subtle. In no, any oh way, goodness, shape or no. form. No, absolutely not. Um, so, is it a bit far fetched? Because I've put his Rowan Atkinson and Angel under. Is it far fetched? Colin Firth learning conversational Portuguese in two <laughs> weeks. Yeah. Um, Sam learning performance level drums in three weeks. Yeah, absolutely not. What do you think? As no, a, as, a <laughs> as a as a kind of drummer after as two years of, of lessons. <laughs> Can you play as well as Sam? <laughs> I can't do a drum fill as well as he does, okay, to be fair. Cool. Um, there's no way. I'm sorry. No. Right, okay, so when I was a kid, I yeah. did take up a musical instrument yeah. and I practised a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot. Yeah. And I still wasn't... I was good, but I was not yeah. that good within three weeks. No, no way. Plus, I've got another issue. So, mm-hmm. who was supposed to be playing the drums? So, has he, like, know, literally yeah. <laughs> thrown some poor kid yeah. who's, who's, like, grade eight drums? Yeah. Has he just gone, no, 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 you're, you're not doing that. Let's think it was going to be a teacher. Let's think it was going to be a teacher. Okay, yeah. well, all right, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I'll allow that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, well, I just think, you can't just go, yeah, I'm doing this now. Can you? <laughs> that's not fair. Not really. No. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah, that, that's far-fetched. What else? Someone cheats on Colin Firth. I mean, right yeah. there. What's wrong What's with that you? about? Exactly. <laughs> it, that's just far-fetched. Yeah, it is. Um, I think the most far-fetched thing is Alan Rickman trying to organise a Christmas do four weeks before Christmas. <laughs> like, get with the programme. I know. You might be able to organise it for next Christmas. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's not, just not happening, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Also, Alan Rickman having that conversation with Laura Linney in his office and not getting sued for, like, some sort of sexual harassment. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how far we've come? You know, because yeah. you watch that. And like, like you said, the first thing you think when he asks her how long he'd been in love with Carl is you'd be looking not to get a smack. Yeah. You know, and certainly, you know, these days, if your boss asked you something like that, you would get up and walk out the office, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Yeah, and go straight to HR. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, your boss should not be interfering with your, no, with your, with your love life. Not. No, definitely not. Um, what else makes it far-fetched? This is fun. Oh, dear me. <laughs> um... I guess, I don't know, I've got like almost a whole page of, is it a more movie? Mm-hmm. No. No, it's not. It's really not. Really not a more movie. Mm-mm. So a lot of that is not exactly far-fetched, but just like, we don't do that now. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And a lot, like some of the characters could just be, well, a lot of the um, American female characters could be replaced with sexy lamps. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only that. Um, but, well, the, the, 
I was going to say obviously, but not obviously. You've got all these couples, so you know there's there's quite a lot of women mm-hmm. in the cast. Yeah. Because I was going to say, you know, well, you're going to have the same number, but well, yeah. these days you wouldn't yeah. have that, would yeah. you? You know, absolutely but not. This was a ta- it's a particular time, mm-hmm. and you know, and so. again, one of the things that Richard Curtis said he would change. Definitely, yeah. So we've got lots of heterosexual couples, so there are lots of women in it, mm-hmm. and I guess they all have. Um, they have a certain amount of agency, but they are mostly the kind of secondary characters in the relationship, mm-hmm. aren't they? Mm-hmm. And none of them speak to each other except for no. I think like Martin McCutcheon and Emma Thompson just say hello at the school. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we see a snippet of like Martin McCutcheon um, being sort of um, looked after by the. Housekeeper, I think, at 10 Down yeah. Street after she's messed up meeting yes. David Prime yeah. Minister. There's not. I mean, it. it oh, there's do... a little bit of um, exchange towards the end in the airport between um, Aurelia and one of the other female cast. Is it um, Ju- just Judy? I'm not going to lie. On this occasion, mm-hmm. I think I missed about the last five minutes because I fell asleep. Oh. So I'll. I'll... About your great Fair enough. On, that one. <laughs> <laughs> on this occasion. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah. it's Keira Knightley she's talking to, sorry. So it might be one of those films that technically mm-hmm. passes... Because we spoke last month about the Bechdel test is not the be-all and end-all. Mm-hmm. And the Lady Killers is, like, a completely a feminist text. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Whereas this probably technically passes, you know, there are lots of women and they do have occasional chats mm-hmm. with each other yeah. and, they and do some of them have, have got agency. more character development than some of the male characters definitely but overall you mm-hmm. would not say you would not recommend this to ladies wanting to watch something that's got powerful women mm-hmm. strong women in it would you because definitely for the not. most part they are not um i've put male gaze throughout <laughs> yes I think it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. We've got, oh, it just makes me cringe just to even think about it. Yeah. I mean, the bit where they jump in the lake, mm-hmm. where um, Colin Firth's manuscript ends up in the lake, yeah. and Aurelia goes in. Apparently they had a 45-minute meeting about what colour her underwear was going to be. <sighs> yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. And, you know, whilst he also jumps in, mm-hmm. it's kind of, that's played for laughs, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, he plays in al- almost fully clothed, he yeah. jumps in, you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. They have to think about eels. Yeah. You know, but when she jumps in, we have this hole, we have to see what oh, she looks so like. like. actually getting a kid oh, off to jump word. in. Oh, my word, it's a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mia, the way she sits mm-hmm. when she's trying to tempt um, Alan Rickman's character. Don't even get me started on that uh, music video. I mean, I know it's taking the mick out of Robert Palmer. Yeah. But I'm sure even Robert Palmer's video wasn't quite that as, that you know, as yeah. explicit, if you like. Yeah. And maybe even he cringed seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> Going, oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I mean, all the comments about people being fat. Yeah. We're sorry. About women being fat. Yeah. Yeah. Just awful. Oh, there is comments about poor Joe, the manager, being fat as well. But Actually, um, there is. Yes, he is right. the only male that gets any grief. But, for it, and it's like one comment, or yes. no, maybe two. Um, and no offense to Gregor Fisher, but he is overweight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just saying that because he's a bit overweight. Yeah, am I right? Yeah, right. Martin McCutcheon isn't. Mm-hmm. 
Nor is Emma Thompson. Nope. Emma Thompson was wearing a fat suit in this. In inverted commas. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, why? Like, she's still... Right, A, also why is why? she wearing it? And B, <laughs> she's still thinner than me. <laughs> so it's like, oh, thanks for that. that that's made me feel great. And she's yeah. talking about... Uh, she, she's put on weight and the clothes are only suitable for Pavarotti. She's mm-hmm. at best a size 12? Yeah, I know. 14? Mm-hmm. And this whole running thing about she's, you know... Mia's slim and she's a big fat frump. Yeah. It's awful. She's just absolutely tosh. awful. Um, they talk about Martin McCutcheon saying she's the chubby girl mm-hmm. with a, a sizable ass. Yeah, and a decal and a plumpy. Plumpy? I know. <laughs> it's like, no, just stop. No stop, one stop, will stop. fancy a girl with thighs the size of tree trunks, says her former partner at least there's a comment about that saying he's not a nice guy actually yeah it's like yes you're right but everybody else but is everyone else is well calling up getting away with it uh-huh just terrible mm-hmm. um they talk about emma thompson being chubby martin mccutcheon being chubby um aurelia talks about her fat well uh, her fat sister yeah without a name saying like oh you know i don't want to turn into my sister mm-hmm. eating all this food um, but the impossibly slim, and I do mean impossibly slim, Kira Knightley, yeah, has got men fighting over her. Yeah, yeah, not right. No, not right. Not very, the best. very dated. It's very not the dated. best. Um, who do I have to screw around here to get a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit? <sighs> yeah, again, I do think it's very much a old school Richard Curtis writing, yeah, isn't it? It is. It's it the really fact is. that everyone around the table laughs at mm-hmm. that as well. Whereas again, you if you said that in These any days, kind of just meeting be like, today, dude, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> and you would get reported to HR yeah. for saying something like that. Yeah, no, well, you'd probably get told to get up off your backside probably. and make your own, make your own, yeah, <laughs> prime minister or not. <laughs> um, so yeah, the thing that Alan Rickman says to uh, Laura Linney, just when you think he's kind of empowered, I mean, he shouldn't be saying that stuff to an employee, mm-hmm. but you know, he is trying to encourage her. Let's, you know, okay, yeah, it's it good is, intentions. It is good intentions. Drop into the conversation that you want to marry him and have lots of sex and babies. Mm-hmm. Terrible line. Yep, just horrible. <laughs> just just... <laughs> are you downgrading your seven point six IMDb? I'm just laughing because it is awful. But it is. It's of its time ish. I know. I it's think of Richard Curtis's time. It is. It was only 20 years ago. I know. I don't remember there being anything this problematic in Elf. No. You know? Yeah. Hugh Grant's uh, Prime Minister mm-hmm. saying to Martin McCutcheon, oh, I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about you, that's it. Um, I was trying to, I've written something down and thought, where's that come from? Um, I don't know anything about you and you're working for me and I should not. Maybe, you, maybe you've got three illegitimate but charming children. Mm-hmm. Does anyone use the word illegitimate anymore? <laughs> Apparently, Prime Minister. Clearly, <laughs> but again, no kind know, of resp- yeah. no kind of. She's not offended by that, mm-hmm. you know. Even though she doesn't have the well, we assume that the kids in the house are not hers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they are. I don't yeah. know. Um, and I think um, Colin Firth's character says to his uh, partner, "I love you even when you're sick and you look disgusting." I know. Yeah. Thanks for that. So they're all at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, just, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's the tone, as I say. I think it's the whole tone of it that I'm, I'm, I'm just not fond yeah, of. Yeah, it's comedy through putting people down, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's, it's punching not, down, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's not an intelligent no. form of comedy. And it's it's usually the women yeah. that are being True. made fun of, which is not, you know, it's not nice. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in terms of it not being a more movie and not being, you know, great... Uh, 
not being held up as something that women would like to watch and aspire to. It takes, I timed it, mm-hmm. it takes Billy Bob Thornton's US president 15 seconds yeah. in a room with <laughs> Martin McCutcheon for her to fall for his charms. Uh-huh. I mean, now, Billy Bob Thornton hasn't been hit with the ugly stick. He's very charming. But mm-hmm. 15 seconds. Yeah. Does she fall for his charms? See, I don't read it as like she falls for his charms. I feel like she's just in a very yes. uh, difficult situation. I think and she feels is, like yes. she's a bit scared of upsetting him. Because, yes. Which is awful, <laughs> obviously. It is. Um, no, no, you But yeah, right. I kind of feel like she doesn't fall for his charms. She just feels a little bit afraid of what happens if yeah. she... You know. No, you're right. You're right. Um, she's just really close to him, physically yeah. close yeah. to him, which I think in 15 seconds, if you're just taking someone a brew and a biscuit, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't need to get that close to someone. No, probably I don't not. I don't know. No, you're right. She doesn't look like she's thoroughly into Mm-mm. what's happening, but it's just the quickness of it. Yeah. You just think, how's that happened? How's mm-hmm. that happened? He's a fast worker, you know, <laughs> but how's that happened in 15 seconds? You would think that wouldn't, unless... The, I don't know. I don't know. I just... I don't... I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's a real... No. realise it's a Christmas film. <laughs> you know. I was going to say, I don't think it's supposed to be that realistic. I think there's some elements of the film where he maybe is trying to go for a little bit more realism. Yeah. Um, you know, with certain reactions to things. Uh-huh. But overall, I think he is very much like, this is a fantasy film. Yes. It is... It's simplifying things, I suppose. It's simplifying things, it's idealising things, it's taking things to an extreme to get his point across. Yeah. There's nothing subtle about it. No, absolutely not. So, yeah. I I kind of feel like he's made his point earlier on when when he passes around the stairs Mm -hmm. and makes a comment about her. Yeah. You know, I think, I just think that scene's just a bit unnecessary. Mm -hmm. As I said, because it's so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And because it does, it makes it look like she is a little bit complicit, mm-hmm. you know. She's yeah, not trying to get been... away from him, you know. I don't, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. Um, you're right, it's in a, you know, he's the President of the United States. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But it could have been done in a much better way, that, because, yeah. you know, it could have been something like, oh, he keeps making these inappropriate comments towards exactly. her, and she doesn't sort of rebuff them, but she doesn't really like it either mm-hmm. and then that's why maybe she sends david the card saying yes. you know i am yours yes sort of thing it would be more subtle wouldn't it doing things exactly. that way but or maybe obviously... he puts his hand on her hand or something mm-hmm. when they're both in yeah. the room you know and she pulls away that kind of thing yeah. but the fact that as i say like that he mm-hmm. walks out of the room he walks back into the room and they're right next to each yeah. other and you know it's just far-fetched isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> very yeah However, for all the far-fetchedness, uh-huh. $40 million budget, yes, $248 million worldwide gross. So, <laughs> cash cow, actually. Um, to be fair, I do wonder how much um, they paid like all the actors. Yes. It must have cost a fair whack of the budget. I would have thought so, yeah. Um, um, I think Claudia Schiffer didn't come too bad, did she? £200,000 for a cameo. Seeing, I don't understand that either. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand dreadful. it. It's dreadful. Explain it to me. So this is in a world <laughs> where um, Liam Neeson's Daniel's wife mm-hmm. has said to him, you like, bring Claudia Schiffer to the funeral, right? Mm-hmm. So we're in a world where Claudia Schiffer exists. Yes. Okay. And then 
actual Claudia Schiffer, <laughs> it turns out, is the mother of one of the kids at school, except yeah. she's not Claudia Schiffer, she's a different she's Carol. person. She's Carol. Yeah. So, I mean, riddle me that. I just don't understand it. Mm-mm. I don't either. Is she supposed to just be, oh, wow, I've just bumped into this mum at school and she looks exactly like Claudia Schiffer? Yeah. Is That's that, what is I that feel what like it is. To, yeah. Yeah. Because I'd prefer it if it was actually Claudia Schiffer. Yeah. It would make more sense, it would. wouldn't it? It would. If he just bumps into her because she happens to be in town, you know, and her kid goes to that school or something. Yeah, I mean, it's unlikely you wouldn't wouldn't, know that. But, yeah. (laughs) But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's really confusing. Mm hmm. It is confusing. Mm hmm. It's a bit bizarre. So, yeah, like you said, that's a big return. And again, Mm -hmm. was that in in the UK or a lot of that? I mean, it was the fact that it's very, very uh, British. Would that make it a good export? Yeah, I think it does because it's like such a big cast as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what the domestic was, but it was a fair whack. Mm-hmm. It, de- it definitely made like money domestically. I think was it something that was it about sixty million? Yeah, I think it was big. So wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what about the soundtrack? <gasps> so many good songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many amazing, like, I mean, mostly like 90s and early noughties pop tunes. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing where it drops, the, well, not exactly drops the ball, but referencing Blue. Because now you're like, who? Oh. Say who now? I think I can remember a Blue song. Did they do that one with Elton John? Was that them? Um, I don't know. Sorry seems to be the hardest word. Was that Blue? I don't know. I think I was thinking of one called All Rise. All Rise. I remember Is that All blue? Rise. Yes, I think so. All Rise. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Okay. But they're very much of the day, aren't they? Yeah. I think they've been I think you've been doing one of those like, you know, Renaissance tours oh, okay. like uh, Sclub and Fair Spice Girls and yep. Backstreet Boys and things. Yeah. But um I don't know. Um there's quite a lot of other bits of music in that are less less dateable. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I reckon that quite a lot of the people on the soundtrack I had on my like playlist around this time. Fair enough. A bit of Kelly Clarkson, Norma yep. Jones, Sugar Babes. Um, that was replaced in the US by something else that I haven't written down. Sugar Babes? Yeah. Really? Apparently. It's yeah. a brilliant song. What yeah. were they thinking? Um, I just think it's <laughs> nobody knows who the Sugar Babes are. What? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm very upset by that. I know. Uh, obviously Bill Nye singing. Yeah, I mean, that's meta. That's yeah. like super meta, isn't it? Yeah. Because they're talking about, you know... It's spending so many weeks at number one. Mm-hmm. And obviously, love is oh, all, not love is love all is around. Love is all around us. Love, love is, is all, all around me. Love is all around me. Love is yeah. all around. Yeah. yeah. It's been 15 weeks at number one. How can we not yeah. remember what it's called? <laughs> but that was um, in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is, you know, this is very meta. Yeah, very. Um, yeah, uh, a bit of Otis Redding. The Calling. Eva Cassidy. She was very trendy around that time. Very much so. Um, um, oh, Joni Mitchell song. Yeah, I which I, I'm not. I've never listened so to Joni sad. Mitchell, but that song just makes me cry. Yes, but it makes me cry because I think of Emma Thompson it crying. Is. Yeah, it is sad. <laughs> yeah, Quite just such a good scene. Yeah. Um, but then nice. rollers. Yeah. What I like about that is that the first time I watched the film, I was like, "Bye, bye, baby," at a wedding. <laughs> but then they make the comment about he's the worst DJ yeah. ever, which I think is funny. Because mm-hmm. I did go to a wedding where the DJ played uh, 
first of all, Band of Gold, mm-hmm. which is not a film about, which is not a song about a wedding. Yeah, I, it's really to be not. fair, I only discovered that a few years ago and actually listened to the lyrics. Exactly. And I was like, oh yeah. Like, this is inappropriate to play a wedding. <laughs> and followed that up with, and I kid you not, if you tolerate this, then your children will be next. <laughs> I promise you, that is a true story. So, you know, yeah. You can get maybe not the worst DJ ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but got a bit of Jump, mm-hmm. uh, a bit of Mariah. Yes. You can't not love that Mariah song. I know. It's like last Christmas, isn't it? It's like... Yeah. It's it's Christmas. It is. It's Christmas music. It's just a good song, And you hear it and you go, yeah, it's Christmas. It's Christmas, yeah, definitely. Um, But the song was actually sang by Olivia Olsen as well, the actress. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, her voice is incredible. Amazing, yeah. Um, I think, did I read that they did some tweaks to try and make it sound like it wasn't being sung by a child? <laughs> but it was like, because she's too good. Yeah. Because they thought that people would think, mm-hmm. you know, that's clearly not her singing. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, We've got a bit JT. of Beatles. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so All You Need Is Love, the the, mm-hmm. uh, the flash mob, um, is based on Jim Henson's funeral. Oh. So apparently a similar thing was done. Oh, that's there, really which, cute. I know, that is really cute. Yeah. I do wonder how much money uh, they all have to be able to afford. Well, how how much money Andrew Linker's character has to be able to afford to pay? Yeah, for all those musicians. Yeah, that's like a a good few hours on musicians' union rate. I bet for quality musos. But doesn't he own that gallery? Aren't we led to believe mm. that he owns that gallery? Yeah, you know, kind so of. He yeah, probably is actually quite minted. Yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, it could be a, a good choice for Kieran Knight. To be fair, we don't know what Peter does. You know. <laughs> I've seen him do anything really. Yeah, true, true. Uh, but Santana, but Beach mm-hmm. Boys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, excellent soundtrack. Yeah, brilliant. Very good. Any good food? Any good food? Dead baby canapes. <laughs> Dead baby finger. Dead baby finger canapes. <laughs> I do really like that exchange. Yeah, it is uh, pretty funny. Because I do think the Chris Marshall story is just ridiculous and I don't mm-hmm. like it. And I could lose it, really. Um, yeah, but I love Chris Marshall, so it's just nice to have him in it. Yeah. Like but I like his that story really, is yeah. wasting it's, Chris Marshall talent it is, for me. Yeah, yeah. Because he's brilliant. It's just horrible. It's cringeworthy. When mm-hmm. he gets to America, yeah. in inverted commas, um, and having that whole conversation about, oh, they all have to sleep in the same bed. It's like, oh, I know it's... Yeah. <sighs> I know again it's a it's a fantasy mm-hmm. and, you know, but it's it's just it's unnecessary. Yep. Very silly. Mm-hmm. And there Very was a rumour that he sent back his cheque for doing that scene, <sighs> which is which is literally just a, a rumour. Oh that thank goodness. Happen. I was yeah, just gonna say I really happen. hope that at no point has he ever said like I actually did that. I did because yeah, exactly. That's just I did that for free because it was a good I know what it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, chocolate biscuits. Mm. And uh, Daniel's breakfast, uh, frosted flakes straight out of the box, which got me to thinking: Do do you ever, ever eat cereal out of a box? Um, yeah, I have done that before. Yeah, actually, when we've worked together. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I had a little mini box of uh, true cocoa pops. Yeah, and just scuffed them. Yeah, you know, on the hoof at mm. work. Yeah, it's How granola for me. I could Ooh. eat granola out of the out of the bag. Yeah, very nice. Which I know is not good for you, really. You know. Sometimes you need it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you need good food and granola, is it? You do. <laughs> you do. Yeah, weirdly, for a film about Christmas, mm-hmm. not a massive amount of food. No, it's not enough. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, absolutely. Um, any film references? Ooh, do you know, I'm terrible. I didn't actually give that bit any thought. So Maybe not even, some. I love you, I know. Oh, yeah, Come oh, on I know, yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's true. 
which we all know is a reference to Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, rear window, because <laughs> um, in Andrew Lincoln's apartment yeah. he's got a copy of Rear Window, mm-hmm. and obviously that's a little reference to the fact that he's a complete stalker. Yeah. Um, Pride Only and Prejudice. I thought Pride and Prejudice, because um, when Colin Firth ends up in a lake, you always <laughs> think Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, you do. You know. Fair enough. Um, Titanic, not the best thing to watch when grieving. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I, I'm just, uh, this is on an aside. What What's the point in Liam Neeson being a widower? Um, yeah, I don't really know, actually. I mean, if he wasn't, it would change nothing at all about that storyline. It wouldn't, you're right, you're absolutely right. So what other is the than, point? Other than the fact that he's clearly encouraging... Sam to do something really extreme in the name right. of love because yeah. he's lost his lost love. his love of his life yeah. and he doesn't want Sam <laughs> the ten year yeah. age of ten years old or whatever he exactly is. eight years old does he say at some point I don't know like that to ha- yeah to to miss his opportunity at love Far-fetched. but he does that's not that doesn't come across though like you're reading that into that and that's probably right but mm-hmm. you know that's not actually. Uh, signposted. He never actually says that, does he? No, he you know, doesn't. I've Maybe lost it's one of the more and... subtle writings of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think so? Yeah. I just think it's pointless. I just think why? Why does he have to be? Because the whole bit about you know, um, I'm really worried about him. He's mm-hmm. locked himself in his room and he's not eating and whatnot. I don't know what the problem is. It's like he's just <laughs> lost his mother. He's eight years of age. Just lost his mother. <laughs> Well, what's wrong with you? Yeah. That's what's wrong with him. <laughs> you know, and then they have to, oh, thank goodness it's that you've got a crush on some random, um, you know, woman at, girl at school. Yeah. It's so bizarre mm-hmm. that they would think that there must be something wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's grieving for his mother, that's what's up. Yeah. I don't understand it. Mm-mm. And, um, yeah, just Liam Neeson's character just seems to... I mean, you do see, you've got the bit where he's in the kitchen, that's quite emotional, where he starts crying, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And obviously, he's told to man up, otherwise, no one will want to shag him. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm sure is what he's thinking about at that moment. I'm sure. Time, having I'm just sure. lost his wife, yes. Yeah. But apart from those couple of little, like the scene at the wedding, you know, where he's clearly upset, you know, the rest of it, he just seems to have got over it awfully quickly. Mm-hmm. Just because he's got this thing, other thing to, this ridiculous thing to focus on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did make me think there's no reason for that, really. That could just have been, you know, just could have been a plot line about young love, mm-hmm. couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely true. Um, the only other thing was, um, not a film reference, but a TV reference. Mm-hmm. And you might not be able to answer this because I don't think you made it past the first season, but isn't Laura Linney's crazy brother in Ozark also called Ben? I will have to take you away. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. And really, I wonder if whoever cast Laura Linney Mm -hmm. um, in Ozark had watched Love Actually. Oh, maybe. Because she does have a brother who doesn't have exactly the same problems Mm -hmm. as Ben in this film, but who has certain, you know, mental health issues, shall we say, and needs a lot of Molly Coddling. And it's like, you think, well, this is quite similar. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he's called Ben. So, yeah, I do wonder if there's something in that. Yeah. Seems like a heck of a quinky dink. Um, has it dated? Very. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about... Yeah. When I mean, when did anyone ask her who was number one? I don't know. I mean... I mean, at all, yeah, but particularly yeah, Christmas. Not a clue. It's going to be Fairy Tale of New York. 
it's in this year <laughs> because of Shane McGowan. Yeah. But... yeah, I suppose it probably will be, won't it? Um, again, we've talked about the women not being particularly well treated, lack of diversity in the main characters I've put. Mm-hmm. Because you can tick off a lot of people of colour yeah. in this film, but they're all in the background. Mm-hmm. They're all... So we've got um, uh, Peter, yeah, um, who, you know, seems to be a fairly decent human being, mm-hmm. but, you know, his best friend's trying to pinch his wife. Yeah. Um, two DJs. Two, de- two black DJs. Yeah, lots of so. Lots of people in a gospel choir. Mm-hmm. You know, all the yeah. kind of stereotypes, really. Mm-hmm. You've got background characters. Nina Sosanya, who's just been in everything and who is really good. Yeah. It's just like a little background character. I know, yeah. And she's really mean in it as well. She is pretty mean. Yeah. You've got um, Chris Marshall's best friend. Mm-hmm. But all the people of colour are just background characters, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they don't are. don't get their own main storyline. Mm-hmm. And, like you say, quite notably, no LGBTQT, etc. Mm-hmm. characters. There was... A storyline, which I alluded to earlier, the headmistress of the school mm-hmm. was supposed to have a storyline. Mm-hmm. Her um, long-term partner was... Pl- I don't even know if they filmed this, because the, her partner was played by Frances Delatour, so I don't yeah. know if they just cast her or if they actually filmed it and cut mm-hmm. it, but she was supposed to be dying. Oh, and so they had okay. that whole storyline. Um, but that was dropped, which is right, telling, okay. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, fair enough. It might just have been that it brought the storyline down, but you know, brought, brought the whole, it brought the tone of the film down. It's supposed to be happy and whatnot. Yeah. But why couldn't we have had? Why did it have to be that storyline that was an LGBTQT storyline that was dropped? Yeah. You know, I know what you mean. They could have moved that around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was really, you know, it, it just really dates it. It does it really dates the film. Footnote. There were actually two plot lines which were filmed and cut. This one featuring Anne Reed and Francis Delator, and another brief tale of two mothers in Kenya who faced and survived famine. Again, arguably quite a stereotypical image. It seems another same sex storyline and one featuring a wheelchair user were cut even before filming started. Richard Curtis argued that the plot lines didn't fit, and the film admittedly is already too long. But maybe it's time to start the campaign for a Justice League-style four-hour cut. I agree. And like we were talking about earlier, they had opportunities. Mm -hmm. Because there's a part where Laura Linney says to Andrew Lincoln's character, um, you know, are you in love with him? Mm -hmm. Meaning Peter. And you're like, oh, that would actually make a more interesting storyline. Yeah. Wouldn't it? It would. But, you know, they don't go with that. Nope. Could it start a franchise? Do we need a prequel or sequel? Uh, Nope and nope. Um, there was a two- <laughs> <laughs> there was a 2017 catch up for Comet Relief, which oh, I think is available yeah. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, were I mean, obviously the main players are not in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Hugh Grant is back at number ten right. with Natalie. Mm-hmm. So that's you know happy ending. Colin Firth and Aurelia have got three or more kids. Oh right, okay. Uh, Andrew Lincoln is I've written here married to a hottie but still a little bit stalky. <laughs> So, uh, you know, we've had that, I think. We've, we've, had the, we've had the sequel. But here's the thing, right? I watched the other week. Um, m- many people have said before mm-hmm. that if you watch Love Actually, in terms of Christmas films, okay, if you watch Love Actually and then watch Die Hard, yeah. you get to see Alan Rickman falling off a building <laughs> as a result of yes. being unfaithful to Emma Thompson, which yes. is very satisfying. Now, uh-huh. 
I watched the other week, um, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Right. Which I don't know if you've seen. I've not, But no. it's very good. It's really quite stagey. But um, in terms of, you know, powerful women, not powerful women, I suppose, but just interesting women, strong women, uh, Emma Thompson plays someone who whose husband has just has died mm-hmm. not long since, and she engages a uh, gigolo right. um, to help her move on right. in, with her physical relationships, uh-huh. having only been intimate with her husband, okay. and makes a big deal about how he was not very satisfying in the bedroom department right and now he's dead so now i'm thinking i mean not as a result you know <laughs> um but now i think of that as the third and concluding part of the trilogy <laughs> so alan rickman cheats on her yeah. then turns into an international terrorist uh, who isn't very good in bed uh-huh. falls off a building and then emma thompson goes on to have satisfying relationships albeit you know we're Money has changed hands uh-huh. uh, with with a with a young man. She paid him barabans. Exactly, <laughs> that's it. Exactly, that's what he wanted them all for. <laughs> so I think we've done it. I think we've already got the oh, trilogy. Bravo! Well yeah. done. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you feeling Christmassy yet? I'm feeling super Christmas. Excellent. Are you? Excellent. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I I I feel like the older I'm getting, the more Christmassy I'm feeling each are year. Are you? Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't always know feel why. just stressed. I want I want to get you know, I want the stresses out of the way. Uh-huh. You know. But it's difficult. The two things come together, don't they, at Christmas time. You know, the mm-hmm. stresses they of do things to do and shopping to get and whatnot. Yeah. Um, do you have a list of Christmas films that you get through each year? Yeah, I've got a pretty solid list, so oh. I've already ticked a few off. Oh, wow. So I've uh, done Die Hard, Excellent. Home Alone, yeah. um, Scrooge, right. uh, Alice, Alice Sim. Yeah. Um, I haven't done Elf or Muppets Christmas Carol yet. Yep. Done Love, actually. I've not done oh. Holiday yet. Oh, She's <laughs> like the American equal of this. It really basically. is, though. Yeah, um, it really is. Yeah... Have I got any other Christmas films? Um, no, not 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 like specific Christmas films. How about you? No. Um, yeah, I've done Love Actually, obviously, now. I don't tend to watch them too early. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to watch Muppets Christmas Carol on Christmas Day. Yes. Uh, because it transpired, I found out earlier on this year, that my mother and father have never seen Muppets Christmas Carol. <gasps> exactly. What? So we should be watching oh, that after, after Christmas dinner. Yeah. Oh, how nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll have to do Die Hard and It's Wonderful Life. And Elf I normally do when I'm wrapping presents. Mm-hmm. I can, you can multitask with that one, can't you? Well, Die Hard's usually what I watch when I'm wrapping presents, but it just okay. happened to be on TV the other night of when course. I finished watching Home Alone. Hey. So I just ended up watching that on ITV. And what about, we were talking about this uh, briefly, what about Christmas films that aren't Christmas? Yeah, so, yeah, I was thinking, I was, I was having a conversation with a couple of friends at work and we were chatting about uh-huh. Christmas films that aren't actually Christmas films, you just associate them with Christmas. Yeah. One of my friends said Apollo 13. Really? Because, yeah, and I remember this, right. that like all through like the 90s, early noughties, it, yeah. was, it was on. Like every Christmas to New Year, it was okay. on. But apparently, it was because the BBC had the rights to it, so they just reeled it out because yeah, it yeah. was like a, you know, it's a blockbuster sort yeah. of film. So yeah, why not? Um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Okay, is that just is because it's one. a bank holiday kind of? Yeah, it's film? just it. Yeah, it's just films that they always seem to reel out yes. around Christmas yeah, yeah. time. Um, uh, yeah. How about you? Have you got any? Um, 
I mean, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, that, to me, says Christmas. Mm-hmm. Again, just because it always used to be on at yeah. Christmas. Uh, I think any Bond films. Oh, any know, Bond Just films, make you feel definitely. a bit Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Um, Fellowship of the Rings always makes me feel a little bit... Because oh. it came out about... It did, yeah. They you were know, all released in were, like December. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's one of the reasons why it kind of gives me a little, gives me a little goose bumpy. Oh, you know, Not amazing. just because it's an amazing film, mm-hmm. but yeah, it makes you feel a bit Christmassy. Um, I saw someone on uh, on Facebook in one of the film groups talking about The Apartment, the Billy Wilder film, as mm-hmm. a Christmas film, which I have never thought about as being a Christmas film. And I don't know why people say that. Mm-hmm. It's, I can't even remember if there's anything about Christmas in it. Yeah. But it's a great film. Mm-hmm. So I might have to dig that out. Yeah. Um, you just reminded me of Planes, Trains and Automobiles oh, as well, which I know is not Christmas. I know. In it's the film, it's Thanksgiving, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's it works. Different either. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't think I mentioned It's a Wonderful Life. If I, if I did, I'm mentioning it twice because obviously mm-hmm. it's a wonderful life. And again, like three quarters of that film, probably more, is mm-hmm. not Christmassy. No. It's only like about the last 20 minutes that take place on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is just, you know, the rest of George Bailey's life, isn't yeah. it? I suppose. Um, things like um, Boxer Delights. I remember, and that's a series and not a film, okay. but um, I just remember watching that as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. coming up, and it, I think it was on coming up to Christmas, and it's snowy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's particularly Christmassy, but you know, it's it's very snowy. That makes me think of Christmas. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, just the associations of what was on the telly. Yeah, one of my other friends said um, Indiana Jones. Right. Like they always seem to recall watching that yeah. when we were younger. Yeah, and it was just like reeled out over Christmas time. Uh-huh. So yeah, uh, it is funny. And for the love of dogs, which always isn't fun. Oh, but I only have watched that at Christmas. Oh, it's just oh, not what are gonna say. I, I hope we're gonna have a compilation uh, or something. Yeah, hopefully. It's sad. It is. Because I always like to watch that on Christmas Day. They always used to put an episode on on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and it was always an episode where like no one died. Yeah. And everyone got everyone home. got rehomed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh bless. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Any other business? Or have we? Um... I, w- I I just I'm gonna cause you slight more distress about this film. That's now. okay. Go for it. Love Actually was the most rented DVD in the UK in 2004. Wow. <laughs> wow. And to be fair, one of them was probably me. Yeah. Trying to figure out what the fuss was yeah. about. Well, <laughs> so um, not everybody thought that it should be, you know, uh, as hyped as it was because uh-huh. uh, there was a one star review on IMDb that said tripe, actually. Yeah. And somebody else just couldn't be bothered writing anything else other than terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just I terrible. have learned over the over the rewatches, I have learned to find things that I like about it. It's yeah. fair to say. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not completely awful. Yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> but um, it is not my favourite. It's uh-huh. not my favourite, and we've done it now. And despite the fact that I do appear to be coming down with a cold, <laughs> as in as I am speaking about it, I think I have survived. Mm-hmm. We've done it. You have. You've done we've it. Done well it. done. You. We've got through the other side. Yeah. And the trouble is that they make so many Christmas films now. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been showing Christmas films on Channel Four since about August, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but they're really just not memorable. No. You know, and they're not going to go on anybody's hard rotation, mm-hmm. are they? Yeah. So the one thing you can say about Love Actually is it is one of the most recent Christmas classics. Mm-hmm. Love it or hate it, yeah, it's a Christmas classic. It's it, true that yeah. people do keep returning to. Yeah, and that's why we've covered it this month. It is, and we know what's coming next month. <gasps> we do. I was just going to say you can just be happy now that this means we are almost at. 
Return, Return of the King. Of the King. We will be returning Woo-hoo. in 2024 with oh Return of the King Part 1. I am super excited yeah, about that. Yeah, me too. Oh, me too. In the meantime, have a wonderful Christmas. Oh, have and a very Merry Christmas. A very good New Year. And let us know what films you're going to be watching over Christmas. Mm-hmm. If oh, you yeah. have any uh, interesting Christmas films that are not Christmas films. Oh, yeah. Come on, I bet you guys have got some definite like curveball Christmas films that aren't Christmas films. Definitely. Yeah, let us know. Do let us know. Do have a wonderful Christmas. Enjoy your dead baby finger canapes <laughs> and whatever else you, uh, you're going to eat. We're just going to tuck into some mince pies now mm, and no. uh, crack open the snowball. Hey. I should make a chink noise at this point. Oh, yeah. Chink. But chink. unfortunately, the snowballs are <laughs> safely nestled in their, uh, in their cargo packaging. Yeah. But uh, have a good one, and we will see you next year. Yeah, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye now. 